Before we start the show, we want to tell you about the Friendlier Reading Experience, a free online book club matching service from our friends Abby and Sarah with the Friendlier Podcast. Abby and Sarah love their virtual book club so much that they want to share the book club love with you. Here's how it works. Any interested book lover can fill out a Google form on their website, and then Abby and Sarah will create small groups and introduce them to each other via email. They'll provide a virtual book club guide with resources and advice for making the virtual book club a success. At that point, the book club will be in the group's hands to decide how often to meet and what to read. Everything about the Friendlier Reading Experience is free. We just love this neighborly idea so much and just wanted to share it with you. And now on to the show. You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good cocktail. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. It's our winter book club today, and we have cozy weather for we this, We really too. do. It actually kind of feels like winter now. It really does. It doesn't always. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll be spending the entire episode discussing Ruth Hogan's cozy novel, The Keeper of Lost Things. But first, a cocktail. This this was a collaborative effort. This was, <laughs> and by collaborative, we mean I texted Kelsey and was like, do you have gin? Okay, I have something like, to put in always. it. Always. <laughs> so um, this is Kelsey's lovely gin. What is this one called? The Bar Hill Gin. It's fancy. It's in a fancy bottle. Mm -hmm. Tastes very fancy. It smells real yummy. Um, and then I found strawberry rhubarb soda mm. at Trader Joe's mm -hmm. and it's very it's more like a flavored sparkling water I would mm. say it's not too it's too sweet yeah and very like natural tasting so mm -hmm. I thought it would go good with gin I'm sure it will all right let's cheers. try it cheers mm. sure mm -hmm. does it needs a little citrus all of our citrus was bad a little citrus. I made Vanessa go out to the fridge in the garage and look <laughs> and she came in with like arms of like lemons and she's like they're all squishy oh. <laughs> I was like, yep, they are. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. One, yeah. I feel like a little... lemon or a lime would be good, but mm. other than that, yep. really, really good. Good. Okay. And I have to say, I had a moment. Mm -hmm. I had oh, a transcendental right. moment. <laughs> this has like really cool artwork of a, like a modern mm -hmm. cardinal on mm -hmm. it. Your, the glasses, that is. And Kelsey has a calendar on her fridge with the like, exact same cardinal. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> but I had a different background. So like having a moment. And it's true. They are they are related. Mm -hmm. It's a Charlie Harper design who's kind of a modern artist who does a lot of animals. And so these are Charlie Harper inspired, given to us by a friend. And we always have a Charlie Harper calendar. Yeah. And they just both happen to have cardinals on them. <laughs> I, had a, I had a freak out mm -hmm. moment great observation. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we get into our reviews, I wanted to give a synopsis to remind us all what we read. Yes. So get settled in. I've got right. a, I've got right. a review got to read. Paragraphs yeah. Here. I think this is from, eh, it might be from Goodreads or from Amazon. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Anthony Perdue is the keeper of lost things. 40 years ago, he carelessly lost a keepsake from his beloved fiancée, Therese. That very same day, she died unexpectedly. Brokenhearted, Anthony sought consolation in rescuing lost objects, the things others have dropped, misplaced, or accidentally left behind, and writing stories about them. Now, in the twilight of his life, Anthony worries that he has not fully discharged his duty to reconcile all of the lost things with their owners. As the inn nears, he bequeaths his secret life's mission to his unsuspecting assistant, Laura. 
Recovering from a bad divorce, Laura in some ways is one of Anthony's lost things. But when the lonely woman moves into his mansion, her life begins to change. She finds a new friend in the neighbor's quirky daughter, Sunshine, and a welcome distraction in Freddie, the rugged gardener. Rugged. <laughs> As the dark cloud engulfing her lifts, Laura, accompanied by her new companion, sets out to realize Anthony's last wish, reuniting his cherished lost objects with their owners. Also, long ago, Eunice found a trinket on the London pavement and kept it through the years. Now, with her own end drawing near, she has lost something precious, a tragic twist of fate that forces her to break a promise she once made. As the keeper of lost objects, Laura holds the key to Anthony and Eunice's redemption. But can she unlock the past and make the connections that will lay their spirits to rest? Good synopsis. Thank you. Makes me want to read it again. (laughs) All right. So... Okay. Tell us what you thought, Erica. Okay. So I would say for my grade, mm-hmm. I would give it a B plus mm-hmm. um, for thorough enjoyment, um, just some kind of unique storytelling and good good interweaving of, of mm-hmm. plot lines mm-hmm. um, and just really amazing character development. Mm. And I listened to it on Audible and so that may have helped because mm-hmm. it was all the different accents and oh, like yeah. very British and cozy yeah. and just felt like you got to know the characters yeah. really well. Were there was it just <clears throat> one reader doing different voices or did they have different people or sometimes um, it's almost I hard think to they remember. had two different narrators for t- the two oh, different main storylines. Okay. Yeah. Like so that. they still like just mm-hmm. you know how they kind of do voices for like Freddie and yeah. Laura were different but right. it was the same narrator. Right. Um so yeah, I would highly recommend it. I think it was enjoyable and would be enjoyable for anyone who likes a cozy read, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily like the kind that sticks with me forever or mm-hmm. life changing, but mm-hmm. which kind of needs to be in some way for an A for me, but mm-hmm. strong B plus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just some good wit and like dry British sense of humor, mm-hmm. which I just love. Yeah. Um, and just endearing and you kind of care about all the characters, whereas some books it seems hard to even care about any of the characters. You're like, there's interesting things happening, but... Right, I don't really care about you. Yeah, and where this was a little more understated in terms of plot, but then still really interesting how it wove together, but then you just really felt invested in almost every mm-hmm. character. I mm-hmm. did, at least. Mm-hmm. And they were all likable in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the role of dogs in both of the storylines yeah. and kind of how... That was really sweet. It just painted dogs as what what they are in my opinion Mm -hmm. like just this constant companion and even the sassy ones like yeah so much personality Mm -hmm. and add so much to a family Mm -hmm. um and i i really liked that i just felt like there was always like a person who was a lost thing in one Mm -hmm. way shape or form so it went beyond the objects and in each even with each lost object there was like someone in that object's narrative that was kind of lost themselves Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm just kind of there was just redemption like Mm -hmm. all along the way which is cool to see so yeah so there were these two different plot lines we had anthony who ends up dying and bequeaths his mission of reuniting these lost things and also his mansion which is named padua which Mm -hmm. i love houses with names so much so i loved that so there was laura and then she's falling in love with freddie the rugged gardener and then you have this other plot line eunice and bomber Mm -hmm. kind of going at the same time so in the in the terms of eunice and bomber who did you think was lost or were they both lost in their own ways i think they were both lost in their own ways like Mm -hmm. um you know, Eunice in love with Bomber and obviously he he was homosexual. That was yeah. not going to be requited, right. but mm-hmm. um and and probably had to hide some of that or maybe right. not, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it was just 
And, and just kind of like even within his family, he was kind of the, yeah. like his family didn't quite understand him. And mm-hmm. although I thought his parents were kind of hilarious every mm-hmm. time they entered the scene. Yeah. Just really, um, yeah, so that they were lost and then they, <clears throat> um, even his sister was like kind of a yeah, lost soul, sure. like she, trying she to. She really was trying to fit in, trying to impress him. Yeah. It kind of seemed But like, in this really like mean right, backhanded way. Right. But at the same time trying to, yeah, take advantage of him or yeah. something. It was almost making the point that like everybody is lost in their own way or everybody feels lost at certain mm-hmm. points in life. And I don't know. I just liked the human element of mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. how about you? Okay. Yeah, I think I think right now I'm sitting at about a B minus. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Just since I I really enjoyed reading it, it wasn't life changing mm-hmm. or something that feels like it's going to stay that with me forever. Yeah, yeah, like characters that I really keep thinking about. But even as I'm remembering it, I do remember a lot of things that I I enjoyed about it. So I would say it was really cozy. I really enjoyed reading it. Um, some of the other things I liked, it had great language mm-hmm. and great vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. I started writing down some words. I was like, I've never seen that mm-hmm. word before. And so I just really like that. And can I give you just yeah, a small let's sampling? Pl- let's do a vocabulary lesson. Okay. Oh my goodness. There were so many. I was just looking up um, some of the definitions. Okay. Let's see if I can pronounce these. Salmagundi. A general mixture, a miscellaneous collection. Mm. Isn't that lovely? Etiolated, which means either pale and drawn out due to lack of light or having lost vigor or substance. Mm. I can't remember in which way she used it. Paramour. Did you know that word? I feel like I've heard that word. A lover, especially the oh. illicit partner of a married person. I think I would have used that word incorrectly. In a <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, goodness. <laughs> let us, let neither of us ever have the yeah. <laughs> case to use yeah, that word. Exactly. Um, okay, here's a great one. Jim crack. <laughs> it's G-I-M crack flimsy or poorly made I but love de- it. but deceptively attractive i love it how specific that's is a that great word that explains <laughs> know, so much explains so much what i think listening to it i just heard them like little turns of right. phrases and i was like oh that was a yeah, lovely little exactly you it, get you get kind of the context but you're not quite sure what it means right but. exactly um <clears throat> so anyway there were just um oh here's here's my last one termagant a harsh-tempered or overbearing woman I love it. So specific. Yeah. So anyway, it. the language the language language was just um really great and some really great turns of phrase. Mm-hmm. Um I'll share my favorite quote. Um and now I I think that this was Laura speaking, but I'm actually now I'm kind okay. of forgetting. Um her grandmother had once told her that one could blame ugliness on one's genes mm-hmm. and ignorance on one's education, but there was absolutely no excuse whatsoever for being dull. I love that. And she just had great little kind of quips mm-hmm. and explanations for things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love in reading books is just when it gets you to look at it in a new perspective. Yeah, I like never pauses for like a f- profound life moment right exactly yeah. especially in something just kind of small like that um the the phrase the lovely cup of tea oh, throughout the I book i mean the book could have been titled that too yes it really could have <laughs> they were having the lovely cup of tea all the time and you know what i love about british books is that they're always having tea yes. and it's dreary and they're yeah. having tea and yeah. so i loved that that was such a such they made it such a character um 
I mean, I love the, the mystery of the lost things. Mm-hmm. And I did love eventually how the two plot lines really connected. I mean, I just love that when you have mm-hmm. the separate perspectives and then they all come together yes. in that tidy, super satisfying way. Yes. And this one definitely did. Um, I liked the I liked the juxtaposition of these different love stories of Laura and Freddie and then I guess Anthony and Therese you mm-hmm. don't get to know kind of as much I guess just mm-hmm. because their love story was so short but then also Eunice and Bomber mm-hmm. I mean that was just such a sweet friendship and mm-hmm. love and um, you could tell that you know, they just, they wanted to be together. She wished that she could just be with him, but it did seem like they just found that comfortable companionship Mm -hmm. and it didn't feel in the end, like this longing that she had. That was, it felt like, it felt fulfilling. It felt like what you might settle into in a romantic relationship anyways, right? Right. Exactly. 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 And And that was just, that was just really lovely. And, I don't know if I've read a a story like that mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. where it, where that felt so nice and that it it didn't end up, you know, falling to yeah. pieces or something. Um I really liked the symbolism of these little worthless things in life, kind of these little detritus pieces of life then having this symbolic meaning. Yeah. And then, you know, I just love wondering about the intricacies of other people's mm-hmm. lives. And so getting this little clue or maybe this little thing that seems like nothing could represent this really important day or this important mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, I just, I thought that was really interesting. I have noticed myself, not all the time, but here or there, I'll just kind of look around for lost yeah. things because especially some of these things like a teacup and saucer. I'm yeah. like, would I ever find something right. like that around? Right. But maybe I just need to look. Or you see like a random shoe left somewhere yes. or whatever. You're like, how did that happen? Exactly. Like, what, exactly. What's the story behind yes, that? Yes, exactly. What toddler was throwing a fit at being hauled oh away goodness. from somewhere? <laughs> yes. And do you know, the other day we were at the park, this is a tangent, there was a pair of shoes thrown on top of the like structure, mm-hmm. the shade structure. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how does that happen? Yeah. Big brother, I guess. Probably. Something. Probably. <laughs> um, let's see. A few things that uh, that kind of I didn't like quite as much. Um I felt like this, I liked the idea of giving the stories of the lost things that were kind of interspersed. And at first it felt, it felt a little bit disjointed, but then also you're wondering, were these the stories that he wrote or are these the actual mm-hmm. background stories? Mm-hmm. And I think in the end, they, it's both. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I came to think. Like yeah. you, at first you were kind of thinking, or then you find out that he did write this collection of lost things stories that mm-hmm. he always, I think had wanted to get published, mm-hmm. um, and didn't. But then as you, as you kind of see more of the evidence at the end, as Laura's reuniting some people and stuff, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, Oh, I think actually they were the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, it just, I kind of, I like them. I like the idea. I like the idea of them, but sometimes I was just getting really into the story that we were already in. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I don't feel yeah. like taking a break and getting invested in these new characters. Yeah. And you kind of lost track sometimes. Like we yeah. were even just like reviewing a few before we started right. recording. Like, wait, did that? Right. Did they go with that? a different book? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Since those weren't like mm-hmm. joined together at all, except through Anthony. So just, and, and that we already had the two separate main plot yes. lines going. It yes. was just a lot to kind of. I would kinda, agree. Those two plot lines didn't bother me Mm -hmm. and I 
felt equally invested in mm-hmm. them both. It was, yeah, the little ones sometimes right. got distracted. Right. And this is, this is kind of a, like a formatting thing, but I don't like to read lots of italic. Yeah. And they were in italic. <laughs> well, I listened, so oh, there that you made go. that a little easier. Yeah, too, they were they were in italic, and so it's just kind of like, oh, look at all these pages of italics <laughs> that I have to like read. It. I don't like. Um, and then the stories just started getting darker. Yeah, and kind of darker. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't for me. It wasn't really matching the darkness of those other two main plot lines. Mm-hmm. So it was like, ooh, like is something more sinister going on? And yeah. I guess it was just kind of being real life, but something about that just felt a little it didn't match the cozy yeah a a little off it's kind Mm -hmm. of ruining my cozy there um and then i don't know what what it was kind of at the end i felt like i i really liked staying in laura and freddie's story because i was just really interested in kind of this mystery of the lost things and then especially when the ghost of therese was Mm -hmm. like showing up it Mm -hmm. was just very interesting what's kind of happening and i always i always enjoyed getting into the story of Eunice and Bomber, but mm-hmm. I always kind of felt like, oh, I'm not quite quite go, ready go to back switch. To uh-huh. That is the thing with books like that. You kind of get really invested and it's like, oh, kind of have to yeah. switch over to the other one. So, um, so let's see. Yeah. I think I think that's kind of what I have. Oh, but I did. I I was trying to do some reading around kind of Goodreads and kind of some other places, and I found a little bit of information about the author oh. that I wanted to share. And this is her first book. This correct? is her first book, okay. and it's always just kind of interesting to read. Um, okay, she says. Oh, this is sort of a terrifying thing. As I was reading around <laughs> on Goodreads, on a couple of occasions, people put comments or reviews. Yeah. The author chimed in. Oh. How terrifying is that? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's actually, someone's actually oh, reading hi, these Ruth. and they wrote that. <laughs> Hello, Ruth. Because here's the thing for anyone who writes a book and publishes a book. Oh, hats off to you. Totally. You are amazing. Totally. <laughs> My critique of the story in the book has nothing to do with yeah. that. I am so. I still in- would personally high five all exactly, of you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway. I was like, holy cow. Um, Okay, so so she shares, I was born in the house where my parents still live in Bedford. As a child, I loved the brownies but hated the guides. I think that's a Girl Scout thing. Must be the British way of saying it. Okay. Was obsessed with ponies and read everything I could lay my hands on. I went to Goldsmiths College, University of London, to study English and drama. It was brilliant, and I loved it. Then I got a proper job. I worked for 10 years in senior local government position. I was a square peg in a round hole, but it paid Mm -hmm. the bills and the mortgage. In my early 30s, I had a car accident, which left me unable to work full-time and convinced me to start writing seriously. Wow. I got a part-time job as an osteopath receptionist and spent all my spare time writing. It was going really well, but then in 2012, I got cancer, which was bloody inconvenient, but precipitated an exciting hair journey from bald to peroxide blonde Annie Lennox crop. (laughs) When chemo kept me up all night, I passed the time writing, and the eventual result was the keeper of lost things. I live in a chaotic Victorian house with an assortment of rescue dogs for my and my long-suffering mm. partner. I spend all my free time writing or thinking about it, and I have notebooks in every room so that I can write down any ideas before I forget them. I am a magpie, always collecting treasures mm. or junk, depending on your point of view. My favorite word is anti-Makassar. Makassar. I don't know. And I still like reading gravestones, which is something that she mentioned earlier oh. that I kind of cut out. She read everything uh-huh. she could get her hands on, including gravestones. What an interesting character she is. Isn't in and it? Of, 
in in her own right. I know. And and kind of she was saying in an interview that I read as she was writing this book, she started collecting lost things just mm-hmm. as kind of, you know, quote unquote research, just kind yeah. of inspiring her. So I thought that was just really, really interesting. I mean, and also like, why have I not written 10 books if she can write a book through chemo? I know. I know I comparison know. doesn't help. Everybody's got their thing. I but know. It I is, just, it's inspiring though. Yes. See, it like, always is so interesting to just hear kind of the, kind of hear the behind the scenes, especially mm-hmm. just so often I was working this job and I just had to write this story mm-hmm. and I just really love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, I did have a few additional questions for us. Okay. So the book switches back, back and forth between the pl- two plot lines. Like we've talked about, did you like one story better than the other? Did you think that the plot lines enhanced or distracted from each other? I really don't think I liked one better than the other. Um, I liked the romance and mystery of Freddie and Laura's yeah. and Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked the humor of Bomber and Eunice's and their like yeah. endearing friendship. So yeah. I just feel like I, I got different things out of each mm-hmm. plot line. Mm-hmm. And I really liked how they... I feel like they enhanced each other and how they overlapped throughout and then tied up at the end. Like mm-hmm. even the fact that his... He, they published Anthony. Like right, he exactly. Was, his manuscript was exactly. kind of woven in and Yeah, out there was and, kind of this little, he was like, okay, mm-hmm. I see how they're kind of connected, but neither of them are talking really mm-hmm. about the other one too much. And, and they so, were defending him with the publisher that was like, right. just wanted crap from him. And right. he, they were like, no, but this is his best right. work. Yeah. Just kind of interesting how it all, mm-hmm. you know, tied up. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, like Eunice going to interview for the job when Therese was killed and then... Yeah. you know, losing Bomber's ashes and that kind of reuniting the two storylines yeah. at the end. And just, again, satisfying, mm-hmm. not frustrating way to have yes. two plot lines. And just, yeah, I just really felt like I care. I can't think of a character that I didn't care about, like, what happened to them. Mm. And so I felt like no matter which storyline I was in, I was like, oh, yeah, what is mm-hmm. going on with that guy? Okay, so this makes me... Um, remember something about the beginning that's kind of funny. Um, okay, so if you'll remember the way that the book opens in this very intriguing way where it is describing someone on the train mm-hmm. and then it kind I can't remember exactly the lines and but then you find out that they're in a box mm-hmm. and it says like they're not going to make it home. To their final destination yes. or something like that. And yeah. you're just kind of like, what is happening? Yeah. And you know, I love to read books where I don't know anything about yes, it. And I yes. don't think that it would really clue right. you in. Okay. At first, for the first couple of paragraphs, I was like, is it a gnome? Like, <laughs> is it a really tiny like fairy or something? Cause it said he was in a, like some cookie yeah, biscuit it- tin. <laughs> I was like, how would he be small enough to fit in there? Sometimes you might want to read the back of the book jacket. <laughs> just to know what genre I'm yeah, in. Just to know if there will be gnomes and fairies appearing. I was like, wait a minute because that could really throw you (laughs) that's so funny and the title like the cover has like flowers and And all the tiny things i'm like is there a is this a borrower situation (laughs) like those tiny people that live in your house (laughs) steal all your buttons (laughs) i mean i loved it it was so creative yes i loved that kind of like trick there and then you go back and read it like oh but I really, I really was not expecting that that was where you were going with that. So at first, and I was sort of like, I can get excited about this. (laughs) I can get behind a gnome story. Don't get me wrong. So anyway, that was... (laughs) 
That's um, awesome. But yeah, as I like with the two plot lines, like I kind like I kind of shared, I kind of just have mixed feelings about it. I did really like it, but it kind of threw me off when mm-hmm. we switched a little bit. Um, and I did find sometimes I was kind of wanting to stay with one or the other, but I did love how they really came together at the end. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about the character of Sunshine, who is mm-hmm. the girl who lives across the street from Anthony and then from Laura and ends up spending lots of time over at Padua mm-hmm. with Laura and Freddie. Um, she calls herself a dancing drone. I love which it. Which you find out she has Down syndrome. Yeah, but that's is, how she says it. Yeah, seems to be like fairly high functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did you think of her character and what do you think she added to the story? I just loved her and her lovely cup of tea. Yes. Um, one thing that I just really kept noticing throughout, and I, I think I like said to myself at a certain point was like, mm-hmm. she, she friends like it's her job. Mm. Like she shows up for the people yeah. and it didn't matter that it was somebody else living in the yeah. house. Like, well, my job mm-hmm. is to be the friend to whoever is living here. Right. And like, I think, you know, I think she calls him Sir Anthony even or something like that sent me to be your friend or something. She says something along those lines or that I'll be your friend now. Uh And it was just, she showed up every day like it was her job. Mm -hmm. And even when Laura's like hung over and just doesn't want to deal with her. And she's like, well, I mean, I'm here to make the lovely cup of tea. So (laughs) let's do this. And I just think there's so much to be said for that. Like Mm -hmm. she was not lost. She was like, Mm. I am... This is who I am. This is who I am. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. These are my people. Oh, and like just really, really sure of herself. And she being the unlost one, she mm-hmm. could communicate with the lost with things. Uh-huh. And with the lost things, yeah. like she would know like, no, no one wants this back. I yep. remember that one. Yep. And, and like with the ghost, like knowing no, what she wanted not. or whatever. Yeah. And, that's very interesting. connection. Um, yeah. I, I just think it showed a lot of how much like people of all abilities can add to the lives of others Mm -hmm. and how often people of all types and like on the outskirts of certain situations might have the most insight into that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I just feel like she was this like, I don't know, like this little, like this guardian angel Mm -hmm. of the story. She really was kind of like a ray of sunshine Mm -hmm. because I kind of imagine Anthony's house kind of being this like darker place, especially his study or library Mm -hmm. with all the things. And Laura, to me, just kind of, yeah, had a little bit of a gray cloud Mm -hmm. over her. And yeah, so she was just kind of, kind Mm -hmm. of, kind of a ray of sunshine. Um, The only things about that like I really loved that they included someone with a mental disability and gave her this like I guess it, well, yeah role, such like a primary a, mm-hmm. significant um, part she wasn't just okay introduced and sort of cast yeah. to the side um, she kept showing up and the main characters talking about her and stuff I can't remember how was it that the parents we're okay with her being over there all the time. Like, I don't remember them actually coming over to say, okay, just wanted to make sure there's like a trustworthy adult here since our daughter is spending I think there many was maybe, hours. Maybe that was kind of the dinner. Maybe so. But maybe it happened. I remember thinking maybe that's happening a little late. Right. That's, she's that's already what, made many That's what I thought too. You're like, you're just now meeting them. Yeah. <laughs> but I do remember that there was something that, Anthony told her or was in a letter or something that she would be the friend. Mm-hmm. How did, how did that come to pass? Do you remember? remember. Mm. But there was something that he had kind of, and he knew 
and remember he really liked her, but he knew oh, like, yes. it wouldn't be appropriate for me to spend lots yes. of time for her. And I thought that was very realistic yes. and sweet that yeah. he kind of was like, and it was part of like why he chose Laura mm-hmm. right. was to be a friend to her too. Because he knew that sunshine would be mm-hmm. around and mm-hmm. he thought they could be companionable. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, oh, one thing though that they alluded to, kind of like I talked about, was that sunshine could kind of get these senses or communicate with the lost things mm-hmm. and with Teresa's mm-hmm. ghost. And I thought that they, I thought, oh, once they find that out, they'll really start asking Sunshine, well, what about this? And and mm-hmm. it just kind of seemed like it came up a couple of times, but then they didn't, it seemed like Laura didn't really ever pay any attention to it. Yeah. And I kind and of she thought got, like frustrated. Yeah. I kind of thought that was going to be the thing that helped, you know, they were trying to add these things mm-hmm. online and anyway, so I was kind of surprised was, that they introduced point, it and didn't take, take it. Wasn't there a point where she finally figured out that, she was the one to figure out that it wasn't the wedding dress or whatever it was that they thought was going to make Therese um, mm. stop doing. Remember they, they thought they had solved the problem yeah. somehow with the wedding stuff right. and whatever. Right. And then she kept playing the music and she said something about, I thought she was kind of the final one that was like, it's not, it's not that that she's looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Oh, like we hadn't right. been, they hadn't been paying attention to right. her and what and she wanted. They and then they kind of were like, Oh wait, Hmm. like how do you know that right yeah. <laughs> so I thought there was like a moment where they started and she got like frustrated was like I've been telling you right you know right right hmm. interesting um okay um here is a question have okay. you lost anything that you would really love to get back I was thinking about this and I don't know I was trying to think further into the past but I don't mm-hmm. I'm not super sentimental about things mm-hmm. and I can't think of something that I was like I can't believe I lost that. Right. Yeah. I will say recently I just lost my, so Jeremiah had gotten me some Lisa Leonard rings, just like sterling oh, silver yeah. rings with the girls names yeah, on them. That's right. And I stack them with my engagement yeah. ring for like a set. And Vanessa's ring is always on the top. And mm-hmm. I looked down on one of these chilly days this mm-hmm. last week and it was just gone. Oh shoot. So that's, I don't know. That's a pretty good yeah, lost thing though. It really I'm is. I'm very sorry I mean, that the thing that of happens, it is, it's but... very... I could order another it's one. Very it's very replaceable. It's very sentimental, but at least it's not. Yeah. It's like not one of a kind. You yeah, could not get like another my grandmother's one. diamond right. or something like right. that. But it did. I mean, it does make me sad. Now I kind of don't want to wear Julia's with it because it feels like. Right. Feels not feels right. mean. Yeah. Hey, do you know what? What an awesome lost thing for yeah. someone else to find. Totally. They're going to be like, what is the story yes. with this? It's got a good story. It really does. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he had given those to me for my first Mother's Day that we had the girls. Yeah. So I mean, again, I can get another one that still has the same right. meaning, but hmm. that kind of sucks. So it's kind of a perfect lost thing. Yeah. I mean, it has a it great really story. It it's very replaceable. for somebody to find. All right. I don't know what happened if it fell out in a parking lot. Hmm. You know, you're always like hauling all oh, of the things yeah. in and the bags. And yes. The... Or, you know, it could be, I, you've probably heard these stories and like the specifics of any of them aren't coming to mind, but I've just had friends tell me these crazy stories where something's lost for years yeah, and then it randomly, yeah, you know, like, like a in cat, the laundry, a cat <laughs> suddenly yeah. brings it from under the bed or it was like wedged in this weird place of the carpet that until you replace the floors, you don't find mm-hmm. it. So anyway, maybe it's going to present itself to you yes. in several so. years. Um, okay. I don't have anything as sentimental, um, and I, I couldn't really think of anything too much either, but I will say 
when I was moving from Connecticut out here, Chris and I took this big road trip and I had this travel jewelry case that was this fabric just from Target and had this kind of black and white print on it and it kind of, you know, rolled, Mm -hmm. folded up and it just had the few, nothing expensive at all, but it just had the jewelry that I liked to wear at the time. And I lost that along the way somewhere. Just isn't probably that, left it, it at a hotel it's like or something. How, yeah. Like in a move, there's just something that inevitably yes. like disappears. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And it just feels like I have these couple of things. And honestly, I bet if I found it now, I probably wouldn't like to wear any of it. Right. But at the time, right. that was it your was go-to like, jewelry. This is the stuff that I need. So mm-hmm. that was that was kind of a bummer. And also, I like I, I try not to keep that many things. And yet, I lose water bottles. Like, <laughs> yeah, because they get set down wherever. Like every, mm-hmm. I think at least once a year. And I usually just like to have one. Mm-hmm. I usually get like a Nalgene. I used to get those bigger 32-ounce Nalgenes. Mm-hmm. I used to get those during, like when I was rowing. And it just seemed like I would have this one. And I always take it right with me, always mm-hmm. be with me. And then somehow be like, how did I? Mm-hmm. that and most recently now i've been buying these little half size ones which are perfect for mm-hmm. throwing in a bag keeping next to the bed at night um yeah i lost this little half one mm. and i thought that it was at my doctor's office because it had a doctor's appointment i knew i'd had it with me but i went and checked and it wasn't there so i have no idea isn't it funny it's one of those yeah. things that it does just like anything that's like set downable yes in any random place exactly like, oh. exactly so here's the thing my dad always is such a strong advocate of putting your name on something. And so every time (laughs) I lose a water bottle, I just hear his voice. Did you put your name on it? (laughs) (laughs) No, dad, dang it. I didn't. So really this time when I replace it, dad, I'm going to put my name on it. it. Going to put my name on that. (laughs) Napkin in your lap, name on your water bottle. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) These are the lessons I'm still trying to learn. All right. Any other thoughts about the Keeper I don't of Lost so. Things? It was just lovely and cozy, and I would highly recommend the listening. Yeah. Anything with an accent. Mm-hmm. I always, I've been checking into them now mm-hmm. and like listening to a sample. And oh. if I like their voice, yeah, it's almost worth that it right there the, because it's like such book. a good experience. Then. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. Little tip. The lovely audiobook. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And remember to check out the Friendlier Reading Experience on the Friendlier Podcast website and get connected with your own virtual book club. We'll have a link in the show notes. Our next book club pick is The Heart's Invisible Furies by John Boyne. So buy a copy or request it from the library. You've got plenty of time. Or listen to that one on Audible too, which I'm doing right now because it's very Irish. Uh Oh, it's set in the Ireland. Now we're just going to only pick books with good accents. Exactly. Um, connect with us between episodes on Instagram. We're Hi Girls Next Door. Send us emails at HiGirlsNextDoor at gmail.com and find the show notes and links for all of our episodes at GirlNextDoorPodcast.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. This typo Boom. is amazing. What did I say? Of episodes. It says Epsidos. Epsidos. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness I just read right over it. All right. Ready? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
intro us in, Erica. <laughs> Hi, test, test, test. Just getting things set up before Erica gets here. I am having the lovely cup of tea in honor of our book club selection. Okay, test, test, test. I want to make sure that I'm not coming in too, too loud. This is how I will talk about the book for book club.